WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? You know, feeling great. One weekend. Hockey's back. Hockey's back. Fun hockey's back. <laughs> and yeah, it's fun hockey. There's no expect like the best part about this, no expectations. Yeah. So no matter what happens, it's like, oh, uh, all right. Well, the, the expectations are the Hawks are gonna lose. So <laughs> if that happens, it's like, all right, well, that's expected. And if it doesn't happen, guess what? That's fucking great. <laughs> it is amazing. Um, the Hawks played the mo- what they did play the most games that first week, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they're the only team that has played four games. So what in like what a schedule too, right? Like dude. you start out, you start out with Bedard versus Crosby, and then you get three original six teams in a row. Like and they, on the on the road, this is just the Bedard the, the Bedard tour to start the season. In some of the biggest markets, like Jesus Christ, and then against the Colorado Avalanche to wrap it up, who is essentially. One of the, the the favorites in the division, so it's like it is not an easy schedule to start. Even no. though the Hawks and and your home openers against the defending Stanley Cup champions, like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm missing that game. So upset. Um. Anyway, we'll get into it though. Um, like we said, the Hawks played four games. They kicked out their season last week. We did the watch along. If anybody tuning into that is uh tuning in here appreciate it we had a lot of fun doing that we're gonna definitely do that again here uh here soon um but yeah first game pittsburgh versus the hawks and i don't know going into it i think i was just fully expecting the penguins to just run over the hawks like you get this new look penguins they're going all in ek65 you got Malkin and Latang and, and Crosby starting their 18th consecutive season together. Uh Dubis era has started. It looks like it was gonna happen that too. I mean, the Hawks go down two nothing with that one. And then um on some like really good goals too, like that Brian Rust deflection. Oh it's just kind of like Mrazic had no chance there, and then um the whole Gensel and Crosby just kind of they honestly they just went across ice like twice and like spun everyone around and Crosby just had a wide open net. It was just uh, that's just the good puck movement and just bad luck. Moraz got caught up, you know, the whole NHL 24, you know, goalie fatigue mode happened right yeah, there. You the know, pr- you pressure just, system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just it's real. It. Um <laughs> Story of Mrazic's, like, season last year, too, it was, like, he played really well. He just got the two goals that got put up against him. Like, I don't think you can fault him. I don't no. think you can really put the blame on him. Um, But the nice way to see was how the Hawks responded to that, and it was a great start from the young, you know, young core, you know, Bedard giving the putt to Vlasic, Vlasic in the puck on net, and then new guy in town, Donato, puts it away. Fucking great patience. If I remember correct, didn't he? Wasn't he like he picked it up, he held it, he held it, he to- like pulled it in yeah, and he, then put it away? Yeah, he pulled it across to the, the wide open side of the net and like 
avoided a stick just barely, but like didn't try and pound the rebound in, like pulled it in and pot and put it away. It was it was really nice. It was a good play all around. I mean, just the Hawks were looking good too. Tristan Jari is gonna have a good season, I think. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um yeah, the pens are are set up really well. As long as he stays healthy, they'll they'll probably do pretty good. Um, but man, yeah, just the Hawks were just very impressive um through that first game. Yeah, first point for Bedard. Uh first six point shots. for Bedard on there, first goal of the season for Ryan Donato as a first for, I mean first point as a Blackhawk too, which is pretty cool. Uh, Gutman gets on the board coming back, ties it up. Like it was great to see him getting in. And then like the yeah. big story with this one too, um, was that fourth line, the, yeah. the Perry Dickinson and Fligno line. I think they combined for what, two goals and four assists or something like that. Like, yeah, the everybody, every, everybody got a point on each of those goals on the third and the fourth goal and the Dickinson goal. Holy shit. The, yeah. The falling down, just absolutely sniping it to to take the lead on that one. Like, yeah, I don't think Perry was trying to make the pass to him. I think it was a deflected pass or deflected shot that just ended up on his stick, and he just let it rip. Just yeah. missed Jari's glove. It was pretty great. I loved it. It was fantastic. I lost. I lost it. <laughs> it was great. It, like it was, it was just so fun watching hockey and like meaning hockey not regular like preseason hockey like a regular season hockey game and yeah. if this is gonna be a stretch but it felt like hawks of the past where any line was able to go out there and, and produce and a lot yeah. of the hawks offense came from the third and the fourth line i mean yeah three they, the they were goals. they were dangerous out there yeah and i think uh, one of the craziest things was like during the broadcast they had a stat up that was like the Hawks last season were tied for like second in the league in multi-goal comeback wins. Oh yeah. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, we didn't even have that many wins. You're telling me that like the ones that we did have that uh, some of uh, like, uh, I don't know, a good portion of those were, we were trailing by more than two goals or two or more goals. And we came back and won. I was like, that's some championship chin, like seem like team stuff. Like that's kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what's interesting in this one too? I'm looking at like the the Hawks stats too. Is Bedard led the offense with time on the ice, uh, 21 minutes, 29 second. He was actually second on the team in ice time that game too, behind Seth Jones. Like, yeah, I think he's he's been averaging second on on the on the team. I saw yeah, I saw a stat. Um, right now, if he continues to average where he's at. He'll be he'll have the most average ice time for a rookie forward since 97, 98 when they started keeping track of that stat. Like, yeah. It's in, it's insane at how much he he's playing and and how much he's doing out there. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about him like after we we recap the games a little bit, but I mean he's putting the puck on that. He had five shots in this one. Yeah, um, he's ripping. He's he, he's, he's taking ripping. it. Um Mrazic played well. This one we mentioned 39, 41, 951 save percentage. It was great to see him get a victory. Uh, he came up huge in a lot of different situations. And I was just like, he looks good. <laughs> there was a couple times. Yeah. There's a couple times where I was like, oh shit, the penguins, you know, the experience and, you know, the team plays going to catch up to them, to catch up to the Hawks. And Mrazic bailed them out each and every time. Which yeah. I mean, especially down the stretch when they pull their goalie, it's just kind of like, 
man, could you imagine a worse scenario when you got like Eric Carlson, Chris Letang, Sidney Crosby, Brian Ross, Evgeny Malkin, like maybe even like Jake Gensel. Like I just the numerous amounts of guys that are out there on like an offensive play play style like that is just like, oh shit, like buckle up. <laughs> I can think of another nightmare situation that I think might be worse than that one, but we will get to that here in a moment. Um, after that, the Hawks, no rest, no rest for the Bedard Circus, right to fucking Boston uh, next night. Um, oh, speaking of that first game, sorry, the highest watched yeah. opening night game in ESPN history or cable history, I guess, for the ho- hockey non-winter classic. Yeah, it was like 1.43 million viewers for it. Um, so the marketing strategy for Bedard has, has been working. NHL PR is finally doing doing something right because you know the people wanted to watch, and it carried over to Wednesday night's game because that game against the Hawks in Boston broke the TNT record for most viewed game, uh, in a season regular season game. So people want to see Bedard. People want to see the Hawks. That's fine. Yeah, when the Hawks are good, the NHL is good. Let's fucking go. Uh, the Hawks lose this one three to one. The biggest takeaway from it is Bedard gets his first goal. Yeah, of his career. Uh, so Hard two work. Points, two games. Yeah, takes the shot, follows the rebound around, picks up for the wraparound. Uh, nice and easy. It's not the kind. Of, it's not the sexiest goal. It's not the like. Bedard wrist shot or dirty dangle that you know you, you see from his his WHL days, but you know what? He got the monkey off the back. He got the first one. He's not chasing that first goal. Um, he's struggling a little bit right now to put the puck in that. But uh, it was it was nice. It was good to see him like actually smile. Um, you know the bench was like all fucking happy. I love the picture of Bedard going up the line uh, doing the the fist pumps. And Feligno looks like a proud dad, yeah. uh, just smiling at that one. It's pretty good. I love it. It's it's an unfortunate that they ended up losing the game, but I mean, even if the Bruins are going to be not the same team as last year, like for the most part, like they're still going to be a solid team. Um, they have good goaltending, good defense, solid offense. Like it, I mean, you saw it, like. Pasternak's still there and the, he just put up 60 plus goals last year. So he's going to, he's going to continue that no matter who's on that line. They picked um, up two, two in this one. Olmark played fucking fantastic again. Uh, nine, five, two save percentage. Uh, the other big story with this one was Taylor Hall left the game early uh, yeah. after receiving a blindsided hit by Carlo. Um Took him out at first. We weren't sure if it was his head, if it was his shoulder, because he's had history with both of them. Uh, ended up being the shoulder. They initially reported week to week. Um, luckily, that wasn't the case. He was able. To, he was on the ice. I think the next time the team skated on Friday before Mon- the game against Montreal. Um, but yeah, it was it was scary and not what you wanted to see, given his history. And it's like this early on. It's like you, you can't afford to lose a guy like that. Just because you're trying to build that chemistry with, with Hall and and right. or I'm sorry with Bedard and just trying to like really get something going. Um, so especially it wasn't Hall as... also assisted on his first goal. Yeah, and I don't know if you had seen that, but the amount of people, the amount of first overall picks that Taylor Hall has been the first assist or the primary assist of, 
on their first goal or like assist on their first goal is like, it's crazy. I think it's, I don't know if Yakupov was one, but it's like Nugent Hopkins is one. Uh, Jack Hughes and Nico Kishé is is another, and then Bedard, and it's just like he's he's the he's contributing on everybody's first goal if, for first overall picks, and that's kind of a a wild stat. I feel so bad for that guy, man. He like his career yeah. like is nowhere near where he probably wanted to be, but yeah, hey, this is. This is another game, though, too, where um, the Blackhawks goaltending looked really good. Arvid Soderblom puts up a good game here with uh, only allowing two, 9-3-8 save percentage. It's like, oh, man. It's like, are the Hawks goalies going to be good this year? (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like they weren't bad last year. No. And and that's – that's yeah. People forget it's, that. Like, they see what the Hawks did, like, record-wise and all that kind of stuff. And then you, you look just at the automatically, score sheet. Yeah, you all like, well, assume. They lost, you know, like, even this game. Like, they they lost 3-1. to one, It's like, all right, it's 2-1 to one with an empty netter, you know? Right. And yeah. that's what happened a lot last year. And, like, you're like, okay, well, their stats don't look that great. But it's if you actually, like, watch the game and see the saves that these goalies are, like, having to make, and they're making just – incredible saves and the goals that are going in are like they're they're impossible they're, most of the time right they're like, tips they're yeah. just ridiculous shots they're like the puck sitting at the net i, I kept saying front. like over and over again and like mrazic like he rarely lets a shot just get by him if it's unless it's it's got to be like tipped deflected it, it has to be like a crazy rebound that goes off of somebody else's skate or something like that. Like, man, he's been solid for the past year and a half. And it doesn't show up on the, on the score sheet. The problem with him, I feel is just his, is his injuries. Like he just, he can't stay healthy. And anytime he, I feel like anytime he gets a role where you're like, Oh, this is Mirazic. Like this is who everybody knew who he was and how he was like brought up to be like this next, like top tier goalie. And then boom, the the groin goes out or yeah. or something. It's just like he just has really bad luck, and yeah. hopefully he could stay healthy because you know he's the type of guy that could be a good rental for. We talked about this numerous times. He could be a good rental piece for a team that's looking to you know sure up their 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 goalie tandem and and have an extra option. Honestly, like if he plays himself into a position where they a playoff team is going to be looking at him, I can see a team like maybe New Jersey who isn't have the most sure of a goalie situation, right? Like that was the problem last year. Edmonton, maybe. Um, If he just keeps, I hope he keeps it up, man. Cause like, I, I like the way he plays. I think it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. He's incredible. Um, Yeah. I, a lot of people come to trade deadline. If there's a lot of talk of Peter Mrazek, you're going to hear a lot of people be like, what like that's stupid and you're gonna be like yeah because you don't fucking watch the hawks and you don't watch him play you watch the standings and you you yeah that kind of stuff you look at that bar the dart highlights like you don't follow everything going on i mean take it for me goalies are irrelevant in my opinion we know that we know the argument we know the art what we say all the time i fucking love watching good goalies play and this has been four games of well, three games of just really fun. 
like goaltending and just like mm-hmm. holy shit and it's great yeah i mean not to mention whereas it got the, the the new chain that they have after the first game for yeah, what happened to the belt i don't know <laughs> did they ever say like they just like were like oh here's who chain. who finished the season with it like i don't know I don't maybe maybe they are no longer on the team taze has it and just ran yeah maybe maybe that was it like <laughs> What was their was their last win like that game? It might have been. Maybe he does have it. That's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. I want to look this up. Like I don't know if it's there's any video. I'm like of course, like I'm gonna pull up the app and okay. I think we can figure this out because this is such a terrible, terrible app. Um April. In NHL said, "Hey, let's change our app and our website." And then we're like, "This is the best option of what we we can do," because whoever that is needs to be fucking fired. This app and website sucks. I feel like I talk about it every single day because it's the most goddamn oh. frustrating thing. I'm looking at April 2022 like an idiot. Uh, all right. So the last win was against Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, so that would was that it was probably Anthony see you when he got the thing because then he throw the game winning goal that one. He might have like oh would Buddy Robinson? I thought Buddy Robinson scored the game winner. Here, wait, let's see. Da-da-da. No, you're right. Anthony you scored the game winner. Buddy Robinson did have a goal and an assist though. Great, doesn't say where it was at. Of course. Um, I'm wondering, because, like, if it was him, right, like, that would make the most sense. Like, he's not with the team. He just took it and ran. <laughs> he's just like, peace. <laughs> this is my just, I just like, kind of hope that is the case, because I just love the idea that these guys actually take, like, the belt or the chain now home with them. Like, some yeah. fucking men's leaguer, like... <laughs> Like, like here's so here's the guys that it could be that had like multiple points. So Anders Bjork had two points. Buddy Robinson had two points. Your case for Athanasiu because he had the game winner, like that makes sense. Um, almost all the defensemen had a point. So like maybe I don't know why, but like maybe Caleb Jones because <laughs> he had twenty plus minutes of ice time. But yeah, like maybe the maybe the belt got given to a guy that's no longer on the team, and he was just like, "This is mine forever." What um, what was the goal in that game? Oh, uh, I have to go back again. All right, no, not not worth it. Um, I think it's the yeah, they have a chain was the All goalie? this, yeah, all this for just the chain. Is that how we got on this? Yeah, so Marazic got the chain because the goaltending's been superb. Sort of was. No. From Pittsburgh. He got the chain. Yeah, and then Soder. Marazic played that. Marazic, oh, this is actually really funny thinking about this because the, the last win of the Hawks season last year was against Pittsburgh. And the first and win the of the Hawks season one. this year is against Pittsburgh. <laughs> and Marazic. Is the game win- is the winning goalie of both of those games just absolutely destroying Pittsburgh two out of three games <laughs> that he's played? I don't know. It's hilarious. Um. Anyway, 
Montreal. The other thing I wanted to bring up oh. before we get on to Montreal is you see Connor Bedard take a photo with a puck, right? After Pittsburgh and after Boston. After Pittsburgh, he's got first NHL point, smiling, just loving it. After Boston, he's got first NHL goal, completely stone-faced. Just lets you know where the kid's head's at. He does not care. Like he also shows the team logo. Yeah, he shows the Boston logo. He's there to, like, he knows what he's there to do, but what he wants to do is win, right? Like, he wants to help the team win. And so, even if it is his first NHL goal, he's not happy because the team didn't win. And it's like, yeah, yeah, buddy, I fucking feel you. And I love that. I love that. I love it, and it's awesome to see, but also at the same time, it's like, kid, this is your fucking lifelong dream. Mm-hmm. Yet you, you achieve it, and you found success two games in. Smile, man. Insert Bruce Galoff. Why are you angry? It's only game. Why you only game. to be me? Yeah. Why you have <laughs> to be me? <laughs> like, I love it, but at the same time, it's like, man, fucking enjoy it, because if you're going to get like that, for every loss this year, yeah, buddy, you're gonna be a on the other year. hand. He's been doing so much media about yeah everything, right? Like, so he already knows what's coming. Like, oh, like how great is it to score your first goal in the game? Like, oh, even though you guys lost, like how great is it to get that first one in the net? And he's just gonna have to answer it over and over again. Like, I would have preferred the win. Like. <laughs> Hundred percent, yeah. And Taylor, like, I mean, before we can keep going, like Taylor Hall got asked about it, like, hey, like, we, how do you think Bedard's handling all the pressure? And he's just like, you know, like he's showing, like he can handle it, but I do think it's just like it's a little, it's a lot, man. Like, it's like Jesus, like, you need to lighten it up. It's like, but of course, like it's the beginning of the season, so everything they're they're doing is they're just trying to push it push it push it so hopefully it lightens up a bit so you can focus more yeah um so this is something we talked about with like all these like big name players generational talent players coming in the league and they're not going to you know your typical market or you know like high visibility market like mcdavid going to edmonton and all this do you think a mcdavid or that would be able to handle. I mean, I guess the Canadian. We don't really know all the how the Canadian media is, but it oh feels yeah, like, I'm sure it's crazy there. Yeah, but I'm like, sure. But I mean, Bedard's getting the Canadian media. He's getting the U.S. media. He's getting Chicago and all that. Like, yeah. I always kind of wonder. It's like Bedard seems like he's a good like. He's awkward. He's an 18 year old kid, but he he handles himself well with the media. Yeah, Big I David's, mean, he handles it way better than like every other like rookie that gets in into the game like at that age right and mcdavid seems like he just that's the last thing he wants to do with like i would be curious how he would have handled like a situation like if he ended up in a chicago like, a i'm sure it would, it would be a lot of get pucks deep you know crash yeah. the net gotta get shots on net it's like all right <laughs> it's kind of the same thing like bedard for the most part like tries to just give like the like at least an honest answer, but like not like anything too crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think he's doing great. Um, but I agree with you. I hope he kind of 
gets a break a little bit from from the media once the once the season moves on. But right, I, I feel like every every other day it's like some other interview comes out where it's like he was on Pat McAfee show, and yeah. then they're on this the road, awesome. and he has an interview with like Darren Pang for like Hawks Insider, and then there it's just during the games he's like on a headset like doing interviews with like the commentators and you're just like man like he wants to play hockey like you right. know he wants to he says it all the time he's like i just really like playing hockey yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's like everybody's like but let's talk about other stuff he's like i don't really want to <laughs> like i just want to play hockey can we just let me play hockey please <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, I know it's two different type of players. But, like, I don't remember being like this for Taves and Kane. No. Like, I know there was media with them and like local, yeah. locally well, and all that. It was but because it was, the, the, I mean, media showed up more because of the success that they started to have. Through. Like, it wasn't anything crazy to start the season. Because they didn't have the buildup like Bedard did. That's true. No. We talked about that before. It was it was probably like as soon as Jonathan Taves scored that goal against Colorado, and everybody's like, "Oh shit! Like this team is going to be so good. <laughs> like these Chicago's, kids are nasty." <laughs> yeah, Chicago's got something. Yeah, right. And, and because the comment on that goal that Taves had is like, "This is how you revive a franchise," and it's like, "Oh shit! Everybody's taking notice now." Like, there you go. That's the kind of shit. Like, man, Bedard, like through the first four games, has had some real good chances and amazing moves and you can see the frustration setting in because it's not going in but it can't just not go in forever right like right at some point shit's just gonna start flooding in like he won the lottery machine it's gonna be crazy he leads or uh, i don't know if he leads lee he has he leads he has 20 shots so far through through four games what he mm-hmm. does lead the league in is um scoring opportunities with 22 and I think um, I think Philip Forsberg is second with like 18 oh wow that's so I guess not so surprising because Edmonton's only played like two games yeah but it's like it's like he is playing his like his ass off and just watching him it's like he might not be on the score sheet for goals for every opportunity he gets but you can see his hockey IQ. You can see his understanding of how the game works and, Dude, and what he needs to do. Some of the passes that he's making, I'm like, he, I like, I'm like, oh, that's a, like, that guy's kind of open. I don't know how. And then he just somehow slides it to like the person. And I'm like, is he seeing it from my angle? Like, how the fuck does he see that guy? Like, yeah, it's, it's it, crazy. It's, it is absolutely insane what this kid can do out there at 18 years old. Yeah. Like, and like when, that's like, he's only going to get better. <laughs> like that's right. the best part about it. <laughs> and, and when, when was the last time you saw, and it probably was McDavid, maybe Matthews, but when was the last time you saw a rookie come into the league and right away gets the respect from the defense, the opposing team defenseman where they're not giving him any chances. They're not, they're yeah. like, they're playing him. Like he's a fucking, 12 year vet uh that is known for you know dangling the shit and you know putting pucks on that and scoring beautiful goals yeah like, i mean even on the power play like they still shade to his side because they don't want him to like have time to shoot or see the ice well enough to make a pass to somebody that's going to score so now they learn this 
that they have to do that. I mean, they waited for Bedard. They couldn't ever learn it with Ovechkin. Like they still let Ovechkin yeah. just sit there wide open. No, but Ovechkin's just gonna he'll he'll just back up till he's at the red line. He'll still tee it up from there and probably <laughs> score. Like like there's no stopping him. <laughs> you just gotta try and hope to contain everything else around it and just like hopefully it hits the goalie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it's gonna happen. These putts are gonna go in. And I I sent our group chat last night. Like, I think the second he scores one of his signature goals, whether it be yeah. a, a wicked wrist shot or or a sick little move that makes the goalie look silly, I think that's when it's gonna start just pouring in. I'm still hammering the over 30, 30 and a half for his his goals for the year. I still think yeah. that's gonna happen. I think he's gonna still flirt with 40. Um, but yeah, it's just the frustrations there. You can see it. I mean, it's probably been a minute since he, he hasn't just completely dominated and put up multiple goals or multiple points in a game. So it's yeah. like, he's being he's held to only to one point per game is, uh, probably the most frustrating thing. I mean, other than losing. Yeah. Um, but all right. All right. Montreal. Finally, Montreal. The only thing I saw from this game um, was Tenorti putting Doc onto the bench and ending his season. season. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! For for a split second, Kirby Doc was a Blackhawk again. He was on the bench, hanging out with the boys. I just feel, I feel bad so for him, bad. man. Yeah, I <laughs> feel so bad for him. It's like he already had a chip on his shoulder with the Hawks. He, it's no secret, he doesn't like. He didn't appreciate how his time in Chicago was. I mean, everybody knows he was mishandled. Uh, Stan Bowman mishandled his development. He probably should have been in juniors for another year. Instead, he got put in a situation, a no-win situation. Gets sent out, has the the great moment winning the shootout last year. I was like, Black Friday last year? Yeah. Now he plays the Hawks, and his season ends with a torn ACL, MCL. It's like, he might just want to, like, be done with the Hawks and just health bomb himself every time the Hawks come up on the schedule. Just like I'm out. I'm I'm not playing. I'm done. Yeah. For the most like for the most part, if there's something Hawks related going on with him and his team, like step aside. Yeah, I'm I'm done. Like, God. This is how this is like super villain like origin stories. Yeah, it Doc is in the Blackhawks. It, it, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna end up being a situation where like eight years down the road, like we're gonna end up playing the Montreal Canadiens in like the Stanley cup final and Kirby doc's going to have like 30 points in that one series. It's going to just going to absolutely tear everybody limb from limb. And it's going to be like, Oh my God, like what did we do to you? <laughs> it's a good thing. He, he wasn't here long enough to be considered for like, you know, the ambassador program when his career comes to an end, because this would be one of those very ugly situations, I think. But man, if he, if, things would have been or turned out a little bit better. Like he's such a good player. He's such oh, a good young yeah. player. Like I wish he could have been a part of this future, but I really wish him the best. Yeah. We still got a doc. That's all right. Yeah. We still got one of them. That's all right. Whenever he gets healthy, but yeah. So I don't know if you watched this one or not. Uh, I didn't catch um, some of it, but I did see like Tyler Johnson's couple goals. Uh, for the most part, I was kind of like listening to the game, and it sounded like they were struggling really hard on the power play, 
And like that, I mean, obviously because Sean Monaghan ended up scoring one like on a, a shorty, but they were getting like more chances for Montreal on the penalty kill than they were having on the power play. And it's just kind of gone into after this game, like the Hawks were 0 for 14 or some shit on the power yeah, play. 0 for 14 on the power play. Uh, they Which, were 0 for 7 in this one. It has been like the one thing that like I was paying attention to where it's, I don't think Seth Jones is going to be, should be on the first line power play just because you can see the setup like in the flow going. They're, they're moving the puck great, right? Oh, yeah. And it, they move it from like Bedard to, to Seth Jones to Taylor Hall. They, they they kind of go back and forth, back and forth. And then they get everybody towards Taylor Hall side. And like all the defense is now like, like pushing that way. He throws it back to Seth Jones. And it's the perfect time to throw it to Bedard because he's got all day. And Seth Jones is like, to the net. And I'm like, no, mother, like, stop, <laughs> stop doing this. It's like, you're shooting, you're shooting one too soon. Like, one more, and Bedard's got so much net, so much time, and he, he just keeps doing it, keeps doing it, and then, like, throwing it to the middle, throwing it back to Hall, and it's just, like, this, the, the time that you should be making it the pass to Bedard, it's, like, every single time, it's not happening. Yeah. And then there's so many times, too, where, like, he'll fumble the puck at the blue line, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is, this is killing me. This is killing me. Like, the puck movement looks so good, and then when you're, like, here comes the shot, it's like it's not coming from the right guy, or it's just bouncing around. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> come on! <laughs> it's like it's like Seth Jones finally hears the hears the people in the 300 section yelling shoot, and he's like, oh me, all right, and then just fucking yeah, right. shoots it and pulls Duncan Key shin guards and all that kind of stuff. It's like yeah, like you said, they're working the puck really well, and it's like eventually they they gotta push it towards the net. But like you said, they are Seth Jones making that decision one pass too early, and yeah. it's like like let's just. Let's go. And that's the other thing, too. It's like once I feel like this power play gets going, they get one. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a problem. And and I think it's, they need to move. The all for 14 is crazy because they haven't looked bad in those power plays. Like, yeah. I mean, if you don't have anything else with Montreal, like you can tell, like in Toronto, they finally put one in, even if it's not the first time power play. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll go to Toronto. Um. I was very scared about this game. I was like, Oh, like, with what Austin Matthews coming in with back-to-back oh, hat tricks. Austin Matthews. I, 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 I already mind. knew that the Hawks were going to win this game. Like they just beat, they always just beat Toronto. Yeah. Because Toronto year. never shows up to play, but I mean, they did show up to play this game. And then Arvid Soderblom was just like, Oh, I'm going to just stop everything. Dude, Soderbaum played out of his goddamn mind in this one. Yeah. Um, and then fucking end whistle. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah, it's it's on like, the board. Did did Gutman play against Montreal and then Yeah. Gutman played against Montreal and then Gutman and Tenorti were health bombed on this one. Ent whistle and uh Zaisev got in the lineup for the first oh, time. Oh, um yeah, Reese Johnson played in Montreal too. He actually for had Taylor some Hall. great yeah, scoring t- chances. Yeah. Um and uh, he just didn't get to capitalize. I was like, damn, come on, Reese. It's my boy. But Ed Whistle fucking fumbled the puck early in the first. So I, I like I tweeted out, I was like, Can we stop making Ed Whistle a thing? And then literally like a couple <laughs> minutes later he scores. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so that's what you get. 
Fucking right, we gotta right. shit talk him, and he'll do he'll do it. Um, but yeah, yeah right. this because this was yeah he he's I don't understand what he's got going that he he looks so good in the start of the year, and then for some reason once like halfway that's the season is just like yeah nope see you guys I'm I'm gonna be a cat uh, liability out there. He's like that's all I got. <laughs> He's not even a liability. He played 66 games. He's not even a liability. He's just non-existent. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NFL. Let's go THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny four seven. Four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas City. Licensing partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus of age var- varies by jurisdiction. Boy in Ontario. Uh, bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Uh, see sportsbook.com. DraftKings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Yeah, well then, when they said he played 66 games last year, I was oh, shocked. I would have I would have thought he played like 22. I would have thought like 15. Like I thought, I did not Let's even think see. he had 20. He was only a minus 11 last year too. So like that's good for that team. <laughs> yeah. Considering some people or a lot of people were in the minus 20s. Um, but yeah, man, the Hawks like look good. How about Alex Vlasic just finding Corey Perry? Oh my god, Alex Vlasic honestly is giving me more Brent Seabrook vibes than I initially was thinking because that was a Seabrook pass that was absolutely a break out the zone, tape to tape at the blue line. And I was like, oh my god, maybe I had it all wrong. Maybe Vlasic's going to be more like Seabrook. Korchinski's still going to be more like Keith. Like Keith. Maybe Kaiser's going to be the more defensive guy. Like Kaiser seems to get more of the defensive zone like responsibilities. And through the first four games, man, like the rookie defensemen have been very impressive all yeah. in their own right. Like even though it took Korchinski until like the Toronto game to get his first point, he's looked very solid. Alex Vlasic's looked solid at both ends. I mean, he's got two assists in the first four games. He's a, think, what was it? Um, who did he absolutely demolish? Oh my god! I forgot oh, what game. Caulfield. Oh, Caulfield. Yeah, in in the Montreal game, and then I saw that. Yeah, and I then saw that. I was like, oh, of course, he's got a a full foot on him. At yeah, least. they're like, who is it? <laughs> who was like, why is that a penalty? And I'm like, because he's got a fucking foot on him, like. Yeah. Small guy goes down by big guy. Big guys get in penalty. 
was it like, like Nick Suzuki was going after him? I was like, yeah, bud, not gonna happen. Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi, or Wi-Fi oh, yeah. grabbed somebody, and or no, it was Radish. I think he grabbed Radish, and Darren Pang's like, don't, yeah, you don't want to mess with seventy-two, uh, seventy-two in Montreal. Like he, he's a big boy out there, like kind of thing. It was just so funny, like, and then of I... course. Foster's Foster's just got to be like, oh, you don't want to mess with 72 in red or in, in white either. <laughs> oh, I, I so much. I, I love the fact that the Hawks play very physical. Um, and I love the fact that like even with game against Boston, like Beecher takes out Gutman, hit from behind, and Jason Dickinson just immediately drops the gloves. The game against Toronto, uh Zaitsev got hit behind the Behind the um, that was a weird one. Net. Yeah, so he got hit. He kind of was... was going down. Yeah, I forgot who hit him. Oh, was, no, uh, Gregor, no yeah, Gregor. Gregor. And then immediately, this is the this also was the funniest thing to me was the whistle blew when Bedard was busting into the zone, and I was like, damn, he's gotta be pissed. And then the the face off, like obviously it was because like Gregor had already dropped the miss, but Bedard takes it in right away and gets a chance. And I was like, he's gotta be. Furious right now that like finally two, wins a draw. Like yeah, two chances just just nullified by like whistles because of injury and then a fight. <laughs> but like that's the kind of team that I really like is like they're tough, but like they're not going out there like kill like hurt people, right? Like but they're out there and they're gonna stand up for each other. And man, it's it's been so much fun to watch. So like like we still haven't seen like fully. I don't think Felino's dropped the gloves yet, has he? Nope. Yeah. Uh, did and he in the preseason? He did in the preseason, I'm pretty sure. Or he tried to in the preseason. I know that. Because there's a play um, where him and Perry were like both jumped on a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing. Like that line has been so awesome to watch. It's crazy. I didn't realize like Felino, he, he doesn't look like that slow. I thought he would be slower. Yeah, <laughs> and he looks pretty, pretty fucking good. Also, oh, what was it, Corey Perry? I forgot what game it was, but he also did like a little uh, dipsy doodle around somebody on the power play, and I was like, man, he must be watching a Pittsburgh. lot more. But yeah, was that was Pittsburgh? the Pittsburgh. It's like, well, yeah, because he, everybody, he's like, but Dark's been rubbing up on him. He's got to be because like because we were, I didn't, we were I didn't joking Corey Perry to have that kind of a move. Yeah, I remember we were joking on the live stream. We we're like. Cause he like, oh yeah, we're like, oh Corey Perry walking in. He's like, yeah, I can still do it. Thanks, that's my four million right there. Let's go. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. But I like, mean, geez, yeah, Corey Perry scoring the game winner against Toronto with that stretch pass from Vlasic. That's how we got here. <laughs> Corey Perry, yeah, that game like solidified. Like I love, like Corey Perry. I knew from the beginning I was gonna love him on this team. It was yeah. like one of those like I had to get used to the the sight of him just because it's like it's Corey Perry, like the history and all that. You got to get used to it. But between him scoring that goal and then just pointing to the in the crowd after it, like I still want to know the story. Oh, that. to Shane O'Brien and oh, uh, is that what it was? Scotty Scotty Upshaw was that what it was? Yeah, it was two former teammates that he saw sitting up there before the game, and so he just pointed at him after he scored. <laughs> like it's oh, hilarious, fantastic. I didn't know that. I thought it was like somebody like shit talking him or no, something. Dude. And he like like, like, yeah. like a like a Steve Sullivan situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought too. I was like, oh man, somebody must have pissed him off. But then you had um, that whole situation. You had him getting under Ryan Reeves' skin and just completely yeah. getting the better of him. 
Like it was just absolutely fantastic scene. And like just little shit. Like I love like the little shit stuff he does. And especially mm-hmm. now that he's doing it against against teams playing the Hawks and not against the Hawks. It's like it's just so yeah. much better. I I really want to get a Corey Perry Hawks jersey now. I kind of do too. <laughs> How great would that be? It's just been it's each game has been fun to watch. Like when I've been able to catch him. There's a lot of great things that the Hawks have been doing. There's still a lot of mistakes that are being made. You know, like, I mean, it's tough. Like, against Pittsburgh, there's there's times, like, during the, like, live stream where we're like, man, the Hawks are all over them. Like, Pittsburgh can't do anything. And then Pittsburgh goes on, like, a five- to six-minute just stretch of, like, the Hawks can't actually do anything to them. And I was just like, yeah. all right, never mind. <laughs> Shouldn't have said anything. Like, the good thing with those situations, though, it's, like, when – and it's I know it's not gonna last. It's gonna it's gonna come back and, and bite them. But it's like when they do get that those long spans where they keep getting shelled, like the same thing happened with Toronto, where yeah. there's a lot of span where Toronto was just all over them in the zone. But it's like they were doing everything in their power to to sustain it. And the defense was stepping up, the forwards were were picking up their men. And then obviously the goaltending has just been fucking fantastic. Goaltender stay on their head to keep the puck out. It's just, yeah. it's been the Jesus. perfect storm of like the perfect storm of what needs to be done to, to, to weather the, the, the onslaught that you're going to be throwing them. And you mentioned earlier, like, I don't know a bigger nightmare than empty net with Carlson Crosby and all that. Well, then you had this game. The yeah. last like four minutes was Matthews, Marner, four, literally three minutes yeah. and fifty eight seconds. I was and like, Elander, the poll on the Tavares. Tavares. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like, and the fact that the only goal they scored on that was taken back for being offsides. Also, like, right after Taylor Hall's goal was taken back for being offsides. I think I that was, like, was just absolutely hilarious. But also, come on, <laughs> like, yeah. How how deflating is that for both teams? God, I thought also, it was hilarious. Taylor so. Hall's on my fantasy team, so that kind of sucked. <laughs> Elander too, though, after like the soon as they're like, hey, we're reviewing it, he you, they put the camera on Elander. He's like, Yeah, I was offside. I was offside. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this was a tip. I mean, this was a great game. Hawks. Yeah. I mean, at times, I mean, I'm Toronto controlled the play. Like I felt like the time I was trying to find possession time yes yesterday for this game because it felt like ever have it anywhere. It's so weird. Is that just an EA game? Like an NHL? I think game so. Game? Yeah, it's um, gotta be. But like, there's it's probably tracked some other way. There's gotta be some like it's probably stat. within the advanced stats. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it felt like Toronto would control majority of the play of the game and. I don't know if it was just Soderblom was just that that good last night, or if the Hawks were just playing that good defensively. But it Ooh, was... I didn't even realize that Reichel only got like twelve minutes of ice time. Bedard only had eighteen, but that's also because they weren't really playing Bedard when they had the uh, open net. Yeah, that's four minutes off the off of the time. Like that's what I, I walked away for a second. I came back and I saw an Easton off in the in the middle of that line. I was Athen- like, <laughs> And then SEO, yeah. What did I say? Anisimov. Oh, Jesus. That would be really <laughs> fucking crazy if he was in there. But no, I saw Athanasio in the middle, and I'm like, wait, did Bedar get hurt, or are they just not playing? Yeah. <laughs> I was hey, like, Taylor Taylor Hall finished that game with uh, the most time on ice for forwards. He also had 100% um, face-off percentage. I think he took like one face-off and won it. 
Uh, also, Seth Jones played close to 30 minutes last night. Or, I mean, when they played Toronto. He played 23 seconds under 28 minutes. Um, That's pretty that, crazy. That, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. The Plus three. And we were talking about the power play. Um, the exact opposite for the penalty kill. They've been perfect so far this year. They haven't let up a pen, uh, power play goal yet. So That's tight. Uh, you know, the yin and the yang. Blackhawk special teams right there. And they actually the other, had a other... shorty. The empty netter was a shorty. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, the last thing that I kind of have, have about, like, what I've noticed from the first four games, God, it's we're a long way from Jonathan Taves in the, in the dot, man. Our face-offs yeah. are fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. I, like, let's see here. 25 or 37.3 Tate, against Taves Toronto. And Domi. <laughs> 25% against Montreal, 37% against Boston, and 32% against Pittsburgh. Oh, it's going to be a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, something to improve on. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, four games through. Any Anything surprising you so far this year? Uh. Like like I mentioned, the rookies on the defensive side are on the defense have looked great. Um, the team as a whole looks great. It's not that surprising, but I mean, it's enjoyable. So that's a, I'm just like yes, please. Um, I love the Dickinson, Felino, and Perry line. I absolutely love that line. It's 100%. I get so excited when I see them out there. <laughs> um, I don't know, Vlasic looks great. I think he's probably been the most impressive. I would say I think outside he, of outside of Bedard, I think he's running away with like the top. He's like the guy out of those three rookies playing right now. Like yeah. he, and I, it's like what I've noticed with him. It's like when, if he makes a mistake, he he makes up for it like instantly. Like he he steps up and and he fixes it. Where the other two, it's kind of like ah, oh, here's a mistake. All right, it's a learning experience move on kind of thing. It's like Velasic works his fucking ass off to 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 make up for, for whatever he's done. And then yeah, he's passed a pair. I just can't get over that. And the fact that he's like, I was just tired. I was going to throw it off the glass, but I saw their D pension. So I thought, why not try to just sauce it over to Perry? <laughs> like, it's, I, yeah, pretty, pretty I incredible. Um, there's the I don't know if you've seen these, but there's like the on the Hawks subreddit, somebody had posted these like hockey stat cards um for like the first couple games at least. I don't know where they're coming from. Uh oh, Dom Lashusen. Dom oh no, the game score stat cards or hockey stat cards. Okay, I guess this is probably just on like Twitter. Uh the it kind of shows like a bar graph, right? Where like you have negative stats and positive like game score. I guess that's what it's called. And it, sh- it goes by offense, production, defense, and miscellaneous. And what I, I kind of noticed was most of the time, like Flasic and Kaiser are up there with like their defensive like impact. And then Korchinski's up there with the, the like offensive and production impact. And they're typically positive, which is really awesome to see for rookies, right? Yeah. Like I love it. Like it's the 
the craziest thing to me is like the fact that Korchinski looks so good and he's only 19. Yeah, it's like I don't he... think that gets talked about enough. <laughs> no, and and it's like I really hope and that's why like I'm not either way what happened what they decided to do. Like I'm like I'm oh. happy with what they plan to do if they send him back down to juniors, if they let him play the rest of the year. I was kind of hoping he was going to take the same path as Velasic, where he kind of just flies on the radar. And mm-hmm. like, and I think Velasic is benefiting a lot from the fact that not only Bedard's <laughs> on the team, but he's got Korchinski, who's also like listed as this this top defensive player player for this team. I th- I forgot and just remembered when uh, Bedard and Korchinski hit the ice for the first time in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, with uh, no buckets. And the ESPN broadcast just doing Korchinski so dirty when they're like, Bedard's for his rookie lap and someone else is out there. (laughs) He's basically out there all by himself, but there's someone else. And it's like, oh, man. Wow. That sucks. (laughs) Yeah. They also got fined for that, didn't they? I think everybody's been fine because, like, I know Fantilli went out with no bucket. Um, did Cooley go out no bucket? There was a few, there's a couple guys doing it. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a new rule. It's like if you go no bucket and warm up, you get like a two thousand dollar fine or something. Yeah, it's like grandfather did. If you're drafted or something after like 2020, like you have to have a bucket. I, whatever, man. I honestly like if it's your first game and you're you're gonna go into the show, like why why not? Like who cares? Twenty five hundred dollars whatever worth it i'm sure the team will pull the money together for you yeah i like what no it was a noli or dice that said it's like taylor hall should pay for it since he is the reason i said that oh you said it yeah (laughs) yeah because he had to go ahead and fall and get stepped on in edmonton oh man um all right let's wrap up hot stock here um Coming up Thursday, we have uh, the last game of the five-game road trick against Colorado. Um, that is a nine thirty fucking puck drop, which is fucking brutal for us. So I think it's like eight thirty for you. Yep. Um, so it's also like it's on late. ESPN, I think it's literally after my son goes to sleep. Like, That's all right, so <laughs> stupid. Um, nine thirty. Oh this, this schedule sucks. I'm fucking. Ooh, I hate. I hate NHL's website. Um, All right, so nine thirty central for Colorado, and then seven seven central for Vegas. Seven central home opener, um, and then Tuesday, Boston, Boston, and that's going to be what to figure out about recording because that's going to be the NHL. Uh, what is it? The Frozen Frenzy, where the, every single game starts fifteen minutes apart. On Tuesday? Yeah, the 24th. It's stupid. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. I'm like, why are they doing this on a fucking Tuesday? Do this on like a Saturday or something. But I bet you they didn't want to compete with college football or NFL Sunday. So that's probably why they're doing it. Yeah, don't set the precedent that like NHL Frozen Frenzy is going to be on Tuesdays. That's a seven thirty game, Boston at Chicago. Oh and then my the Hawks god! Go right back Sixteen on the road. games on a Tuesday. Yeah, all starting oh at like fifteen minutes apart. So that'll be interesting. Um. So yeah, we'll see. It'll be at least two games next time we record. We'll talk about uh, maybe three, depending on when we decide to record. 
Uh, three stars of the week. Vegas, First, Vegas, and Philly starting at 10 p.m. Central. That's rough. That's the last game of the night. Just absolutely, just what? What do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> they should have done this last Saturday, last Monday. Oh yeah, start the season. See, no, I, I understand why they last month, do... like or yesterday, really yesterday. for today. No, 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 last Monday when it was uh, a holiday. And like you could have started it at like noon. Wasn't holly for everybody. I had to work. Whatever. Sucks to be you. <laughs> All right. First three stars of the of the season. Oh uh, yeah. For the Hawks. Um, I got a couple here. I want to see. Let's start. Let's go. Who do you got for your third star? Oh, third star. Um Seth Jones. First. Seth Jones. Yeah, Seth Jones, baby. Like, even though we talk shit about him being on the power play, he's still plus six, three assists, four games, averaging over 25 minutes on ice. He looks great on the on even strength, right? Yeah. And like it it's not as much as he looks, he doesn't look bad on the power play. He's just frustrating because we know Bedard's there. Right. If Bedard wasn't there, like I'd be all about like what he's been doing, but like that one extra pass to where Bedard's wide open is like what I'm craving, really, right? Like, <laughs> like would it be too much pressure to put Korchinski in his spot on that on the first unit? No. And especially if they come out the next game and the power play, first line power play doesn't do anything. If Korchinski assists or does something on that second line power play, I'd say you start thinking about pump bumping him up to that one and seeing him what happens. Because, like, Korchinski seems to be more of, like, the power play quarterback that's, like, dishing it, right? Like, even in the zone, there was, I think it was against Montreal, he had a chance. And he looked to the center, like, right in front of the crease rather than just taking the shot. And I'm like, okay, so he's definitely passed first. Um, Second star. Um, I, I have Tyler Johnson. Ah, Ty Joe. I would just team leading three goals, including the lone power play. Ah, I was gonna say both goalies. As my head, I had one goalie as my first star. I got, I got. I'm gonna say just the goaltending tandem as the second star. Okay, goalies. I guess we can disagree. <laughs> no, that's fine. I I mean, because I had them. Hey, we're doing this by committee here, man. We're doing it by yeah, committee, right? just like the power rankings. It's all by committee. There we go. Um, first so, star. Mine? Yeah, because I... Score, Scory Perry, bud. Scory Perry? Scory Perry's my first star. All right, I can fuck with that. <laughs> I can fuck with that. Four points in four games. Leads the team in points, obviously. And then gets the game winner in Toronto. Just looking great on the power play. He's gotten a lot of chances too, man. Like it's it's incredible to just be like man, like watching him and be like, holy shit, like even if he is like 38 and like maybe has lost a step, like his offensive awareness is off the fucking charts. Like I am just like 
it's 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 so much fun to watch him just like because he's once he gets in the you know that scoring kind of triangle that they talk about like he's so dangerous because he's so calm and patient looking where he's like he knows when to put it on net or just like make that extra little dish and you're like oh my god what the fuck yes yeah <laughs> yeah i oh god yeah and you're really convincing me to get a Perry jersey I just I think that like he didn't get that kind of a chance in Tampa, right? Like Tampa's got so many good players that can fill that role that like now that he's here, he's gotten he's got the opportunity for it, and it's really showing that like man, it's a good it's a good. A well, because he's got the mindset. He has the mindset too of being like like he knows what it takes to win and all that. So it's like he's still yep. playing the same amount of minutes he did probably with Tampa on that fourth line, but it's like. Now Honestly, here, he's it's like, averaging close to he's a little over 17 minutes time on ice. Okay, so he's getting a lot more ice time. But it's like yeah. also it's like he knows he needs to step up a bit because there isn't a Kucherov, there isn't a Stamkos, there isn't a point on the Blackhawks. Like, so he's like he knows what he has to do when he needs to do it, and he's picking his moments and times perfectly and is looking fucking fantastic doing it. Yeah, I love it. All huge right, fan. Um, huge fan. We talked about a lot of stuff already on my NHL talk list, so we're going to leave it to this one topic here. Oh, who was your first star, by the way? Oh, I originally had Tyler Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but Corey yeah, Perry, yeah. mates. I like Corey Perry a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Alex Vlasic, honorable mention as well. <laughs> Vlasic. Um, honorable mention. Yeah, Vlasic, Tyler Johnson. And I mean, Bedard. also Bedard, yeah, because Bedard, yeah. like, even though it's not coming through in the score sheet, he still had three points and just looks incredible. He belongs. There's no question about it. If, Ooh, if, any, yeah. if anything that he's proven this first four games is that the hype is real and that he belongs in the NHL. The, the, my favorite thought right now is, like, this is the first four of over a 1,000. <laughs> like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. It's, this, it's like the same vibes of, like, like watching Patty Kane and being like, man, we're watching like the greatest American War player. Like, oh God, we're gonna we're gonna, like Bedard's definitely gonna compete for like best Blackhawk of all time. And we're we already know that from the start now. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be um it's so awesome. Amazing. Um, all right, NHL talk. All we're gonna talk about here, we'll wrap this up because we're going a little long here. Um, week one surprises. Oh, yeah, across the league. Um, I think the biggest one. It's got to be for all of us and our president trophy winning candidate, Edmonton Oilers, uh, starting off 0-2. Against Vancouver, both teams. Against Vancouver. Get their dicks kicked in game one, 8-1. to one. And you know what's funny? Vancouver just lost to Philadelphia 2-0. So, hey, really? Yeah. Damn, so, got, so what's going on? <laughs> I got fucking Demko as my goalie too. Fuck. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's no no worries out there. They're gonna fucking yeah, figure they're, it out. They're up four to nothing right now against Nashville as well. How many fucking points does Dry Side McDavid have in it? I don't know, but apparently they're on the same line tonight. Uh Dry Saddle for his goal. Let's see. McDavid, fourth goal. <laughs> Nugent Hopkins is on the board, and he's got three three points. Oh, here's also another thing I hate about the, the new app. 
Oh my God. They have four goals on 11 shots. Dude, the new app, they put the, the, the latest goal first. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And then they switch it when the game's over. Don't get it. Ah, fucking Parzell scored for fucking Islanders. I was going to pick him up too. And God damn it. Dude, I can't make a good decision in fantasy right now. Okay. Anyway, um, what, what's a surprise for you so far? Um, I don't know, man. I forgot what I had mentioned before. <laughs> it's really just like Edmonton losing to Vancouver. Uh, there's nothing too crazy because a lot, like, I mean, the Hawks have played the most games, so there isn't really much to go on. Um, I guess, I mean, Austin Matthews getting two Hatties, but they, the first game, like they almost lost still. Like it, yeah. it, it's not like they were that impressive. So like, that's why I wasn't like all that worried, I guess. I don't know. There's a weird circle, like, re, like circle of games right now because Toronto beat Montreal, Montreal beat us and we beat Toronto. So <laughs> So we would be first in the Atlantic if we were in that division. <laughs> no, man, it's it's like rock paper scissors. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, uh it's. I mean, the Sabers are zero two. Like I thought they'd be like a little bit better to start. But the season. are they doing? I was. This is what I wanted to bring up with Buffalo. Is they? You always saw about how they start so hot and then it kicks them oh, in the ass. Yeah, maybe, buddy. Flipping it up, flipping it up. But they're up to nothing around. right now in Tampa. They are. Also, uh, I have Dylan Cousins on my fucking fantasy team, and is he not playing? <laughs> no, he's playing. Oh, he just hasn't done anything, so it doesn't show it. Okay. He's got literally zero stats. Okay, that makes sense. I was worried he was, like, out or something. Um, What else? Oh, Detroit's doing well, aren't they? Yeah, Detroit's up there. They're second in the Atlantic right now. Again, I, I'm on standings, and I cannot click on the Detroit Red Wings. Like, why? Why can't I do this? Like, might as well just turn this into an Excel sheet. Like, what's the point? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's so infuriating. Let's see. Who else is surprising? Flyers. That's funny. They're two and one. I always love it when like the teams that are projected to be bad, like start, start the season hot, like the Hawks. <laughs> hey, we're in a playoff spot right now, boys. Let's go. Top three, actually top two. Punch in the central playoff tickets. Ooh, um, I you know what? It's also been cool that it was was it Fantilli, Cooley, and Bedard all got assists in their first game. Like that yeah. was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh movement is here. I'm fucking ready. I don't think Leo Carlson did. No, he didn't. What else? Anything else? Oh. I mean, Vegas is three and oh, but like who did they play? They played like Anaheim, San Jose, and like Nashville or some shit. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Not being able to click on the team. You yeah, right. It's 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 extremely frustrating. Let's see, Vegas. Wait, I know they played opened up Seattle. 
So they played Seattle. Okay, yeah, they won four to one, four to one, and four to one. Seattle, San Jose, and Anaheim. So like, sure, Seattle winning four to one is like a good game, but also are the Kraken expected to be repeating what they did last year? I don't know. It's a it's been fifty fifty on like what people have been saying. I mean, some people said yeah, some people are like nah, not a chance. It's yeah, because I I mean, it's just is it sustainable? Who knows. And then you play two of like the projected lottery teams and win four to one. Like, I don't know. Is that impressive? I don't think so. Like you should be winning those games anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, they play Dallas tonight. We'll see what happens there. That'll be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, nothing too crazy. Uh, I guess Pittsburgh losing to us and then absolutely just going on a tear because <laughs> they put up nine goals in the next two games after they lost to us. Gotta love Gosh. it. Yeah. Lies four to Patterson. nothing and five to two. Les Patterson tied for the league lead in points with Jack Hughes, Austin Matthews, Nylander, Jake Gensel. Oh, Tavares and Malkin. Oh, other surprise. Um, Brock Besser, four goal, first night. How oh, you do? Yeah. How about that? Like, everybody's thinking he's going to get traded in the offseason, and then he's just like, uh, I'm just going to pop four. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, God damn, I wish we would have somehow gotten him. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking... Oh, God, hockey's back, baby. Let's go. Uh... Yeah, I, I'm so excited. This is going to be such a fun season. Here, rookie breakdown right now. Uh, Logan Cooley and Bedard tied for first in three points. Zach Benson, Brock Faber, Matthew Phillips. Also, do you know the Matthew Phillips story? And Ridley Grieg tied for third with two well, points. Matthew Phillips, like the five foot two, 25 pound kid, makes the roster. That story, yeah, he's 25 years old, he's five foot eight, 160 pounds. But yeah, NHL is not going to show his AHL stats. He's been put up like 30 plus goals in the AHL for like years. <laughs> and they just and like, weren't playing it because of his size. And yeah, it was in Calgary. And then now he's in, now he's got a shot in Washington here. Let's see. I'm gonna, he's been in the Calgary system and 36 goals in the AHL last year, 31 the year before. He only had eight the year before because he was only played 30 games, 15 and 38 games. And then his first season, he had 38 points in 65 games in the AHL. He played three games total for the Flames. He's played two games in Washington, has two points. And his first goal came against Calgary. Amazing. How great is that? Fucking fantastic. How awesome. <laughs> Dude, his picture, though, man. He looks, he's got, like, he's going ahead. He's then not like Brett Connolly. Like, yeah. looking, looking rough for his age. <laughs> He's been a lot of rough years, man, in the uh, in the AHL. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he looks that bad. But yeah, sixth round pick, not bad. Good for him. That'd be really cool, man. Like if he has a good season, like the, I don't. Did you see that goal that he had too? No. It's Sonny Milano uh, and him going in on two on one, and Milano backhand sauces it over to him, and then he gets enough on it to put it top corner, like. On a, a kind of like a deflection, like a, uh, like, 
lands on the stick at the same time he's like putting it towards the net you know like it wasn't like a like a, a clean rip yeah like in a way it was like a shot redirect kind of a thing um it was yeah it looked great and it was just like god damn it that's that's gotta feel good again especially against your old team that didn't give you a shot that didn't even make the fucking playoffs last year are you kidding couldn't even beat the blackhawks last year can't even give you a shot you have 36 or 38 goals in the ahl come on all right episode 247 what do you want to call it oh i feel like every year we say it's hockey is back <laughs> and well, dude, it wasn't last had, week like, three last episodes like hockey's back yeah um it's like what is it what is it Scory Perry is a saint. <laughs> what Saint Scory Perry? No, that's not the joke, man. Or Scory it, Perry is a saint. Yeah, or we could just be put like we love Scory Perry. <laughs> all right, episode two forty seven. Make sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast sites. And I'm gonna please... get my son a fucking Corey Perry jersey before I get my. Bedard jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find that somewhere. Oh my god, it'd be That'd so be awesome. That would just be fantastic. bring him, bring him to the United Center with all the little kids wearing their Bedard jersey, and then he's just got Corey Perry on the back. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be fantastic. Absolutely awesome. Um, all right, yeah. Favorite podcast feed: YouTube, um, social media at WCB Podcast, DraftKings promo code THPN. Uh yeah, we will we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, watch out for Corey Perry to have an 82 point season. Love you boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCV podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.